2: This is an E.N.L.E.N. special report. Now reporting. Peter
1: Rosenberg! E.N.L.E.N. is six.
2: When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. <laughs> now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. wonder your show is number one.
3: Hi. Hello. How's everyone doing? Hello. Welcome to ENN. On it's TV. Ray Row. Yeah. It's presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm. 888 24 Law 24, bite back. Do it. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael.
1: You can't believe a guy that size. His mouth was around the rim.
0: Good
3: evening to Don. <laughs>
0: do I'm that. just a lowly talk show host. Ugh.
3: Good
1: evening to Michael and Don. All right. So, who's going to do?
0: Finish eating. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, Anthony. It was good. You kill Peter. You okay. know, poor guy gets eviscerated by callers, by Michael. Meanwhile, you got like well, a ham well, sandwich well, down well, your throat. Wait, you're wait, the, wait. You're, you're, <laughs> can, can I just tell myself? He's, like, he's like
1: Mama no. Cass. no, no uh, first of all, I, I had a handful of planters' peanuts. I did it during oh. the break. I didn't realize that we would come back right. there. Peter eats on the air. So do you. You mm. crinkle wrappers.
3: You're a wrapper crinkler. Crinkle this. Excuse me? I although I will say I'm disappointed Anthony. I know we should have we should have played Don's drop from the commercial earlier. Not that, that deserved to what be. What happened?
1: Oh, when you said You don't want to know.
3: When you said general <laughs> well, can, talking can points. I, well,
0: like, well, what am I su-
1: <laughs> It's my fault. So it is, it's, it's in the read.
0: Mistake. It was not edited out of the read. Yeah, it's my fault. What am I supposed to do, Michael? You would have been able to change on the fly? Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. It wasn't bold type. Minute.
1: It was just was in it the in, read. Pa- was it in parentheses? <laughs> no.
0: No, that's why I missed it. I deleted all the ones with parentheses, but I need to do a better job of uh, listen, looking through them. Anthony, Anthony, it
1: might be time for you to go,
3: Anthony. I,
0: listen, I, apparently everybody is.
3: Uh, Anthony, I respect you taking it because it is your mistake that you did that. That doesn't make it less funny. I'm just. I agree I, with that. I'm here to tell
0: you. It oh, doesn't no, listen, make it, it less it, funny. Listen, but I, I think the origins of why it's funny, no, it's the important. audience deserves to hear. It was Ron Burgundy. It was great. It was, I'd like to hear it if you get a chance. It was but Ron Burgundy. It, it's like, all you right. know, I will live with the greatest drop of all time being mine about the, the Ravens. But Andrew got a major assist in that. Because he was talking to you the whole time, getting things wrong. No, no, he said right? LA. It's a historic fan uh, not that of the team. Not that you know, history. France. No, that's right next to it though. Go ahead. Former Raven replied Or current Raven. Oh, like the game he's, doesn't need him. Sorry, he's a Charger now. I he's said char- he, oh, he's, he's, in my, oh. he's in my ear saying he's he's not a former Raven. It's like, "Oh, well, so current Raven. Oh, he's in LA." And I it, I don't know why I would pick Chargers over <laughs> Rams. That's on me. <laughs> no,
3: so so just to be clear though, <laughs> he didn't say anything wrong. It was the way you interpreted <laughs> right. everything he said. Right. Now, what was going through your mind exactly when this happened? Uh, Buffalo
0: Bills went out and got who? Tay Diggs, Stephon
1: Diggs, because step the
0: general thrill of him following me on Twitter, even though he follows the entire planet.
1: <laughs> Ruth Buzzy follows you, so pump the brakes. I,
0: you're not at least remotely curious to why? Yeah, Madonna I am I'm extraordinarily
1: Twitter. curious. Her handler but she must does be, follow
0: you. She's not from you know. She's not from the area. She's not a sports fan. Somebody who handles her account must be a fan of the show or something because it's just odd.
1: I heard Buzzy handles her own stuff. Is that true? Yeah. Well, this Buzzy is handles her account.
0: this is a woman that that beat Frank Sinatra over the head with a purse during one of the roasts. So she can do whatever she wants. I don't know that much about Buzzy.
3: Let's uh let's go to last night, um after the NBA All-Star game, if you want to call it that. Uh a very very interesting moment when Nuggets coach Michael Malone spoke on the game. You know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it.
1: That's the coach of the Western – well, what would be the, <laughs> the Western Conference
3: All-Stars? The winning
1: team. The, no, no, the losing team. I'm sorry. The, the, what were they LeBrons? They were the LeBron. LeBrons. Yeah, that was LeBrons
3: team. Um, So, yeah, it wasn't a game that covered itself in glory, as Michael Kay might say.
1: And people like on social media, oh, you guys are taking this too serious. The player said it. Michael Malone said it. It was disgraceful. Now It's like when hockey games and, and all-star games end at 10-9, 11-8. It's not the sport they're celebrating. 184 to 175, that's not NBA basketball.
3: But Anthony Edwards of the T-Wolves said something that you liked.
2: Probably just all the guys sitting resting. That's the only thing I probably don't like. Just play, man. If you eighty percent, you got to play. I, I don't like all the sitting, missing games and stuff. Like these people might have enough money to come to one game. You know what I'm saying? And it, that might be the game they come to, and then you sitting out. You know what I'm saying? So I take pride in trying to play every game because I don't know it might be one fan that has never seen me play, and I'm trying to play. So I don't. That's the only thing I don't like. Uh, guys just sitting out.
1: Incredibly mature take for a kid. Just I mean, the fact about people pay hard-earned money to go to games play
3: i respect it that's I why i always it. say on I broadway
1: shows if the person whose name is above the title that's the star if they are not performing that night I mean, refunds are given but if you choose to take it
0: but even so like what would be so wrong that in the third game in four nights second of back-to-backs right, you dress and you play 10 minutes would it be the end of the world, Michael? No. At least the fans get a chance to see you play. You play a little bit. All right, you go out there and play 40 minutes a night. Might be a little bit too much to ask. But you can't you can't scale it down, play like half the game. I don't know. Not right. It's not like you're sitting home. You're still going to the arena. Yeah. I mean. yeah and, and, and Jacob just said something interesting. It lowers your average. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, it, if you pay ten if you play ten minutes, it lowers your average. But, but, but He's it, absolutely right. But
0: it doesn't hurt that it says you played seventy games instead of eighty-two. They don't care about that. But but so it's selective. So they care about the average minutes that nobody's going to look and go. Yeah, you average forty point eight minutes per game because you played twelve less games. Like so, what do they think we're stupid? Yeah,
1: they do. They're they're telling prospective teams that might want them when I play. Uh-huh. I play 40 these, minutes a game. These are He's the, a very scared, dude. These name. are also
0: the, the guys that are so worried about their average minutes per game. You know what these guys are? The same ones that won't take the half court shot at the end of the first quarter because it'll affect their shooting percentage. So forget the fact we might steal three points before the buzzer. I don't want to hurt my shooting percentage. Really? Come on. You're hurting me. That's, that's how you feel when you show up, and the guy you paid to,
3: to see play isn't playing. Um, Steve Cohen had some interesting things to say. That's the owner of the Mets. That's right.
1: Or in the NBA, they call him the governor of the Mets.
3: Let's hear Steve Cohen, Uncle Steve, Unky Steve on SNY.
2: You know how hard it is to get into the World Series, right? I mean, as we saw last year, right? So the only thing you can do is put yourself in position where good things can happen. Got to make the playoffs. You got to be, uh, the team's got to be healthy. It's got to be rested. It's got to be raring to go. And then you let the chips fall where they may. And if you keep putting yourself there, one day we'll get there, okay? Obviously, I'd love it sooner than later, but, you know, I can't control that.
1: Boy, what a uh, what a different approach. But it's the approach. It's the approach, and the Yankees should take that approach, that, and I mean that would calm their fans down a bit.
0: But unfortunately, Steve Cohen can do it because he's never really gave given the mission statement. But once the mission statement's out there, you can't. He can't take it back. Right? Can't put so, the milk back in the oven. So udder. once the mission statement is it's championship or bust, if Hal Steinbrenner said the same thing tomorrow on our air, just for sake of argument, then he would look like a fool. Like he's retracting what was said earlier. Steve Cohen's working with a fresh slate. But what Steve said is the way that it is. Let's be honest. Right? It, it guaranteed the payroll and being the best team in the regular season guarantees you nothing.
1: Except maybe getting into the playoffs.
0: Right. And I think people would be red hot if the Mets didn't make the playoffs this year. Just this, uh, And if the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. But that has not been a problem for the Yankees. They've been making the playoffs pretty routinely. Fans are complaining that they haven't won a championship because the mission statement's championship or bust. Well, a guy that actually spends more money than the Yankees is telling you, how can I say that when it's such a crapshoot in the postseason?
3: So Cohen was also asked uh, how he thinks other owners feel about the way the Mets are handling things.
2: At the owners' meeting, I, I, I had owners coming up and they go, you're 100% right. You are following the rules, which which I am. And they, you know, like I said um, in, a, in a previous article, they laid down the rules and I'm following them. Um, you know, listen, in, in the end, and I think this is really important, that um, when I measure my success as an owner, obviously you want to win a World Series, but it, you know I'm also going to measure my success on building a farm system, so we can create sustainability year in and year out, and um, um, it's really important to me. Okay, because I, I, you know, that's how you, that's how you really uh, create something that's special, right? And and you know the farm system being innovative and doing new things and and developing players. Uh, you know, to taking good players and making them great. And, and if, if we can accomplish some of those things, and I think we can, then, you know, that would be a marker of success for me.
1: One thing that I hope doesn't happen, that these owners that privately are furious that he's spending this much money, in four years when there's a new collective bargaining agreement negotiated, that they try to put stricter guardrails on him? Because that will close the sport. The players will not agree to it. The owners want strict guardrails on themselves to stop them. The players will not agree to it. So once you let Steve Cohen into the club, all bets are off. That's your fault. He's not doing anything illegal, anything untoward. He's following the rules. He's paying these exorbitant taxes that you laid down thinking that would stop him. That doesn't stop a man with $18 billion. So that's on you. You wanted to increase the values of your franchise by having Steve Cohen pay all that money for the Mets. And you know the next guy that sells a franchise may be $4 billion, and that'll be $6 billion and then it increases. But you know what? There's There's got to be payment to that, and the payment is he's going to spend what he wants. He's not doing anything wrong. So don't try to stop it because the players won't allow it. He's their patron saint.
0: Man, I, I don't know what you even do about it anyway. You're taking away international money. You could take away draft picks. Guys like Steve Cohen, the the billionaire owner who's in his 90s who wants to win the championship, what are they going to care about stuff like that, right? You saw what Huizinga in Florida spent a ton of money to win a World Series and then broke it all down just to spend money again to win another World Series. But right? the, the
1: one thing that they have going for them, if he continues to spend this exorbitant amount over the Cohen tax, he is going to lose draft position. He wants to build a sustainable farm system. Right. And if they keep killing him with draft picks, it's going to be hard. Let's move to the Yankees
3: for a moment and hear hear how Aaron Judge feels about the fact that he has uh, not won a World Series
0: yet. It bothers me. I think it bothers the group as well. You know, every every year that we don't, you know, finish what we started, you know, it it wears on us in different ways. And like you said, each season's a little different. If it's getting kicked out in a wild card game to a ALCS game seven to you know ALDS, you know, they all sting, but they sting in different ways. And you know, I think as the years go on, you know, you make improvements. From okay, this, last year we weren't able to do this. Let's improve on that. And all of a sudden, you know, you fail again and fail again. But I think every failure kind of pushes you towards that ultimate goal of finally finding what works and what'll kind of put us over the edge
1: i i i just wish they wouldn't use the word fail because that feeds into the narrative just say another disappointment another disappointment another disappointment because once you say fail that sets the fan base off because they look at not winning a world series well, as fail and the yeah. players say it too aaron said at the end of last year if we don't win the world series it's a failure you can Listen, if you want to change how much pressure there's playing for the Yankees, you got to change that narrative.
0: Yeah. And, you just have to. And that's why you can't complain if you get booed, you know, going zero for four on opening day and you lose because it's hey, the mission statement's a championship, and, and you're not supplying that, and it just puts you. I feel
1: done. Brian Cashman was complaining about they're unrealistic. I, they're not. They're not unreli- They're being sold that.
0: So how
3: do you, you think it would really? Do you think if they change the mission statement? the fans would
0: actually change well they can't change it now because then that'd be backtracking on what the, the original statement no, was no you could
1: change all all of this is changing well, the of wording listen every year we want to win a world series every single year that's what we're built to do but it's really hard who repeats The 98, 99, 2008, that's never going to happen again. So it's really, really hard to do. We're trying. Every year we think we have a chance.
0: Well, maybe Hal can do that. How can Brian do that when, you know, just a couple of years ago we said, it's not about a championship, it's about championships. And now you can get the players to stop throwing the word fail out, but they created this narrative. I don't know how you walk it back without making it seem like, oh, all of a sudden now the Yankees aren't about championships. uh, But I look at it, it, what the fans should do is, hey, the actions speak louder than words. Brian Cashman got into contract extension. Aaron Boone got a contract extension. Sorry, the mission statement has changed. It's a little bit more realistic now.
2: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And...
3: Let's go back to the NBA for a moment as we uh, head into the second half of the season later in the week. And LeBron James says uh, this is a very, very important time for him and his legacy.
0: It's twenty-three of the most important games of my career for a regular season, and uh, it's type of mindset that I, that I have, and um, I hope the guys will have coming back off the break.
3: Got a lot. Of, got a got a good amount of work to do. They can do it. They can do it, can be it really hard. They got a lot of people to jump.
0: They got a lot of people to jump. Well,
3: Not a ton of games to jump, but they got to they got to start
0: winning, winnable I, games. I thought Legler's analogy was tremendous last hmm. week. Remind me, where it's like the Lakers? They're at the buffet, and they see the crab legs. They're 15 feet away. They can almost reach them, but unfortunately, you got like six or seven people ahead of you. So when you make up those 15 feet, the crab legs are gone. So they've got the time, but. Now, can, in, this, in this, can they jump all those teams to get the crab legs? To get
3: the crab legs. So, in this case, the playoffs are the crab legs. That's right. Wow, you only get stuff like that here on the K Show every day, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing. I guess he missed it the first time, and I'm the one who asked the question. Let's hear from, <laughs> of course. Let's go back to ESPN Radio's call of Mac McClung. That's right, Mac McClung. Future trivia question answer, winning the 2023 Slam Dunk Contest.
2: He's got the Gate City jersey on over his 76ers jersey, a team he signed with less than a week ago. And he might just win the slam dunk. Here he is. Oh, a 360 and a bit more, and he slams it home. And he says, it's over. It's over. Surrounded by NBA veterans. <laughs> All the players are going, let's
1: go. Try, try shaking hands. He, he knows he got second. That is unbelievable. The, the best part about that, if you haven't seen it, was when he came around after the dunk and said it's over, and the entire group of NBA players that were there to watch crowded around him like he just hit a a championship-winning shot. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah, that is cool. It It, was a good moment,
0: man. A great call by Kestesher. He's He's probably the most underrated announcer in sports right now. That's a good call. And for the first and last time ever, let's hear from Matt McClung
1: just a lot of gratitude um it's really a blur to be honest with you i think probably a lot of stuff's happening on the internet and everything i haven't checked really just grateful i had a lot of help it wasn't you know just me i had chuck and my best friends calling me every night trying to give me ideas so it was a lot of fun well they, they, they had, had some bad guy. Uh, it was pretty funny
3: though. they had some they had they had some great ideas though the ideas were great and the and the execution was great he didn't miss any dunks that's that's all anyone wants is not to sit around waiting for three minutes for a dunk. Most hear... of the
1: guys didn't miss dunks; it was great. Yeah,
3: it was much better. They must have really. I wonder if they stressed that to them, like, "Hey guys, listen, we're letting no-name G leaguers in the in the in the dunk contest. You guys got to practice and hit these dunks."
1: I think they should also let in playground legends.
3: I would love that, and like really old players who can like barely jump and it's like, <sighs> and like just break a hip and they have to get. Imagine how exciting that would be. Medical teams running out, taking people off the court. As- let
1: me let me hear what you think an old person sounds like.
2: <laughs>
1: As I've said over and over again, Ages.
3: What a bad guy and you a, are.
0: Well, he's all, S- setting me up Peter's that He Peter's a bad guy for what he said, but let's hear from McClung for the first and last time. I'm telling you, he's joining the Sixers before the season is over. He's going to have a Jeremy Lin-type run oh, that would be to a championship. I, by the way, to I'd love to eat your words. I would love to eat those <laughs> words. I'd be proud.
1: You know, I, I read, this whole, this, the, read up on this guy after he won. Of course you did. He has turned down, like, um, jobs in China. And in, um, in Europe, the best league, where he would make a million dollars because his dream is to play in the NBA. Wow, good for him, man. I that,
3: like that. That's a pretty cool story, and it was a really, it was a really awesome moment. Uh, let's hear from Kyrie Irving having his nozzle moment of the weekend. Well, one of them. I wouldn't say any of my
2: situations were bad. I just think they were lessons in growing within the business of the NBA and, and learning that every organization is different. You guys oh. may group. I don't want to say you guys. I think people may group all the
3: of the NBA teams as one general group but it's individual organizations that are run completely different, and you got to honor that, and you got to do research on who's actually running the teams. So that's what I've learned most as a young man coming into this business is i got to have a professional side as well and not just worry about my
0: talent all the time.
1: He's killing Cy. I wonder what Cy did that was so bad. Wasn't Cy
0: there when they acquired Kyrie? (laughs) Yeah. So didn't he do his homework on who was running the franchise?
1: I guess Cy also is the one that said he's not playing unless he gets vaccinated and then backed off on it. That was a bad look for Cy.
3: Interesting game of XFL action, including this moment in D.C.
0: Lemons are coming on the field. What this crew is upset about, you see in the back of the end zone right there, is they have a tradition here amongst Defenders fans, and that is they make a beer cup snake out of their empty beer cups, and the stadium security took it away from them, so now the fans are it revolting. It looks like it's
1: lemon A tradition? How long has it been around? Oh, so well, it's a big tradition. Well, don't they do that at Wrigley? Yeah. Yeah, and the bleachers. So they stole the tradition
0: that's lasted two years. All right. I'm good. Two years? Well, how long have the DC defenders been around? One game. Well, they weren't they for the original XFL that didn't make it through COVID. No, were, were wasn't they, there a DC? I don't know, but this is a whole new thing. Really, it's really another reboot. The Rock owns <laughs> it now.
3: It's a new league. I don't. I don't.
1: Listen, I'm just. Uh, it's dude, a brand. It's
0: two years or five seconds.
3: It's it's it's, it's
1: toolish. It's hey, a tradition like no other. It's a tradition <laughs> like
3: no other. That will do it for ENN presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, almost 35 years of getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey. Eight at eight eight twenty four law twenty four D'Agostino. back.